You're listening to Conversations, the official podcast of the George C. Marshall European Center for Security Studies, recorded at the center in Garmisch, Germany. Conversations offers insights from Marshall Center faculty and guests discussing items of interest, including cybersecurity, counterterrorism, transnational organized crime, and other events that occur at this unique German-American defense and security partnership. Hello and welcome to this edition of Marshall Center Conversations, recorded January 3rd, 2014. I'm Jason Tudor, the Public Affairs Officer for the Marshall Center, and I'm uh, privileged to be joined by Colonel Hayo Hensler. He is the Course Director for the Seminar on Regional Security. Welcome. Thank you for taking part with us today. My pleasure. Good, good. Um, you know, I think uh, we kicked this program off in 2013, and I, I believe you said it was a success when that happened. Uh, we're getting ready to do this program now here in 2014, uh, beginning in, in, uh, on January 27th. What did you learn from the last seminar on regional security? And if you could briefly tell people a little bit what it's about. Yeah, let's start with a little overview concerning this, this project. Uh, it was initially initiated by, by Germany, and uh, Germany is providing a post like a full colonel like me mm-hmm. to, as, uh, as course director. So I was sent here to develop this project, and uh, uh, we firstly, uh, or for the very first time, uh, did it in, 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 in early 2013. The whole thing is about concentrating on regions. We all know and we learned it uh, that... Um, Crises always have a regional impact. And uh, if you want to solve a crisis, of course, you have to do it in a regional context. And that is something the Marshall Center likes to concentrate on. And that's why the Seminar on Regional Security is an excellent example how the Marshall Center reacts on actual developments. So what we are doing in this seminar, we are concentrating on two crisis areas and doing comparative case studies. For the first time, and the next iteration will be the same. We concentrate on the southern Balkan, uh, on the Western Balkans, sorry, and the southern Caucasus, uh, two crises which have both a violent history, two crises where the international community engaged very, very much in trying to do some crisis management, in very, very different manners, in different intensity. But it is worthwhile looking at both crises and pulling out general patterns which are important to do crisis management, maybe in further developing those two regions or doing crisis management wherever necessary in the world. It's a global issue. And so we are concentrating on people who are somehow involved in crisis management coming from the two regions in questions or who have to do crisis management somewhere in in, uh, in, in the world. Uh, we are looking at people who have some experience in that so they shouldn't be brand newcomers in the security field, but have some experience. And that worked out last time very, very good. Mm-hmm. And for the iteration in 2014, uh, the participation of people who exactly meet these prerequisites is even better. What did we learn from the first, from the first iteration in yeah, 2013? People, people people um, firstly, the people came and said, hey, to compare these two regions, which are so different, mm-hmm. where the approaches to the crisis management was so different, mm-hmm. it is impossible. It mm-hmm. makes no sense. When they left, they were convinced, looking at two different crises, gives us a lot of insights, uh, a little 
better understanding on uh, the limitations and capabilities of international crisis management and pulling out, as I uh, said, as one of objectives is to find general patterns which are always to, uh, to, uh, to think about when you are doing crisis management somewhere in the world. So, people met here. We uh, firstly get all the audience at the same state concerning the knowledge, the history and uh, the specialties of the two crisis areas. And then we started uh, in a very, very active way to dig deeper into the two crisis areas. Mm -hmm. So the uh, participants firstly got um, information about the uh, big actors in crisis management like the United Nations, NATO, Euro European Union, OSCE and so on. And then they are focusing on the two regions and uh, by self-studying and digging deeper into uh, these fields using our excellent library here at the Marshall Center, mm -hmm. uh, they produce uh, a list of information what the different organizations did in the two regions. Mm -hmm. That is a prerequisite for the, pre for the comparative case studies which will follow. Yeah. Uh, and they, in small groups, present or develop a presentation and present it mm -hmm. uh, for all so that after this step, everybody in the course or in the seminar has an idea what did the different organizations in the two regions, mm. what was their intent, mm -hmm. what did they really achieve, and how was it perceived by the locals over right. there. And that's why I'm really happy that we got so many participants coming from the two regions. And that is a prerequisite for the next step where we really compare mm -hmm. those two crisis management attempts and we concentrate on three key questions, I would name it. And it is one, self-determination versus territorial integrity, mm -hmm. a very interesting part, yeah. still actual, whatever crisis is coming up. Sure. External intervention versus local ownership. Mm -hmm. Local ownership for me is the key to really solve a crisis on the long run. Mm -hmm. Nobody from outside can really solve a problem for the people down there. Right. They have to solve it, uh, solve it by themselves, and that's why the question where, to what intensity, and at what time uh, is local ownership key to it is, is discussed in this seminar very intensively. Now, you've, you've chosen these two areas, the Western Balkans and the South Caucasus. Uh, obviously, this is in the Marshall Center region. Yeah. What were there other regions to be considered, or were these really the two areas you wanted to focus on in terms of talking about this course, or were they just a natural fit for this course? Uh, uh, both. Okay. Uh, it is a natural fit to this course because looking at these two areas mm -hmm. and the intensive participation in the international, of the international organizations in crisis management gives us enough food for thought and for evaluation and assessment uh, in if, if we think about crisis management in a global term or uh, in, in a much broader term. So they are excellent examples to that. They fit to our area of responsibility. They are ex extreme good examples for international um, intervention, yeah. if you want to, to say so. Uh, and that's why they are good examples. But the whole setup of the course is, is uh, in, in such a way that if we realize that we should concentrate on a different region. Mm -hmm. It is easily to adapt. 
of course, it needs some time to get the expertise mm -hmm. and develop uh, all the, the uh, presentation and things like that yeah. around. But we have the flexibility within the setup to concentrate on a different region if needed. And that is maybe the future for this course, that we really react on actual developments and do comparison of different yeah. regions and by that uh, maybe helping not only the region but also the international crisis management. Now this course is about two weeks long. Uh, it's three weeks long. So about three weeks long. Now the easy question here is, is that the right amount of time? Would you? I mean, I think you'd prefer to have more time, obviously. But do you feel like you're getting the things you want accomplished in yeah. those three weeks? Yep. Yeah. Uh, of course, every course director wants more time. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's for sure. But yeah. uh, as, uh, our experience is that with three weeks, we can really achieve what we want to achieve. Mm. Um, of course, it's not our goal to solve the crisis, yeah. uh, but to uh, prepare people to better uh, participate in crisis management. And that is, is achievable mm -hmm. uh, in these in this three weeks. And let me add... The third key question we sure. uh, we really are are interested in, and that is a question of reconciliation, mm. and that is key for each and every crisis area. So that is the third key question we are concentrating on. And I like to add something: what we do in the very last step of this course, mm -hmm. the participants may have some hands-on on an artificial exercise which was produced here at the Marshall Center, right. but this exercise has all the ingredients of a modern crisis, with mm. all the problems. And then they can, by starting first planning steps in this, in this artificial crisis, can use all their discussions, their results, their insights they got in the two weeks before mm -hmm. and do the very first planning steps in defining an end state which has mm. to be achieved, in defining objectives, how to get to this end state. And that are, of course, the very first planning steps each and every crisis management should undergo before yeah. we start. It's not always a reality, but right. it is uh, how it should be. And that's what we are doing. Yeah. And the experience in 2013 was that this exercise was really well taken mm. and the people were extremely eager to incorporate their thoughts they have developed during the course into the development of a first planning idea. Yeah, yeah. So that was very, very successful. And uh, again, in the aftermath, when the people left in 2013, they said, you were right. Yeah. Comparing two crisis areas, even if they are so different as they are, yeah. uh, gives us a lot of insight and broadens our horizon in terms of crisis management. So I'm uh, quite positive with that. Uh, and we are running the 2014 course very similar to the old one. Yeah. We adapted a little bit. We have some different guest speakers adding actual information yeah. to uh, what we can provide. Uh, but I wanted to, to run it a second time very similar to have a, a good platform to then improve the course, maybe change one or the other things. Mm. Uh, and by the feedback we, we, we got last year, and I hope get this year too, we are in a quite good position to adapt the course to the needs of our participants. Right. I think so. you touched on a great point, which was your guest speakers. And I think people would want to know what kinds of subject matter experts do you bring in? Where do they come from? What yeah. sort of expertise do they bring? Mm -hmm. um, in, in the second step of this course, we give information concerning the big organizations, United Nations, OSCE, EU, and NATO. Mm -hmm. And the first step is always to have one of our Marshall Center professors to give a general overview of the concepts of crisis management within these uh, four 
organizations. But then we have people coming from these organizations mm-hmm. uh, and who were really in depth involved in crisis management in there uh, to present actual developments, actual views of these uh, uh, um, uh, organizations. For example, we have uh, somebody coming uh, here who was uh, who just left the Department of Peacekeeping Operations in the United Nations, mm. and he was really in the heart of the crisis management of the uh, United Nations, and he, of course, can give us first-hand information concerning what is going on. For the OSCE, uh, we are happy to have uh, Ambassador Kobayaki here, and he is the uh, the chief of the crisis management center mm-hmm. in the OSCE. Mm-hmm. So that's a top information yeah. we, we, we get here. Very actual, uh, and uh, it, it is a pleasure to see how the, the uh, participants react on these uh, presentations and get into discussion with those people who really can provide first-hand mm-hmm. information. So I'm quite happy with that. And I have a mixture of people coming from the different organizations mm-hmm. supporting us. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's good to hear. Uh, what does it mean to you as a German Air Force colonel? And by the way, we're talking to uh, Colonel Heino Hensler. He is the uh, course director for the Seminar on Regional Security, which the Marshall Center will kick off on January 27th of 2014. Uh, what does it, this is a German-led effort. And the Marshall Center is, of course, a, a joint U.S.-German effort, yeah. German-American partnership. So... This being one of the courses that is very much German-led, what does that mean for you? Of course, of course, it's an honor being sent here to develop that, and it was not not such a, not such a big step for me because in my former assignment, which was at the German General Staff Academy in Hamburg, uh, I was dealing with crisis management planning in general staff courses and things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the whole setup wasn't alien to me, sure. uh, and here I have the chance to transport those ideas, which are very very important uh, for Germany, for Europe, and of course is is in, in the same way uh, accepted and uh, promoted by the United States, uh, crisis management in a comprehensive manner, not only focusing on stopping the fighting, so the original security, maybe military part of the crisis management. No, we are looking at it in a very broad manner in analyzing it mm. and trying to come to comprehensive solutions, mm. uh, including all the different actors in this crisis management, and of course, it is. Uh, it was not only a German idea, but it was uh, maybe initiated a little bit here in the in the Marshall Center to focus on the regions. Mm. Because, as I stated earlier, to solve crises, you always have to have a regional perspective yeah. on it, because the influences are are didn't stop at the frontiers. Absolutely, and uh, that's why uh, we focus on that. And that was the initiative. Uh, by Germany, of course, in very close cooperation mm-hmm. with our stakeholders, with our U.S. stakeholders. Uh, and uh, I have to state the core team of uh, this project uh, is uh, with, with Dr. Sabino Kolmer, who, a German scientist. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, also a Marshall Center staff member here. For sure. And, of course, my deputy, the other deputy director is a, a U.S. Uh, lieutenant colonel. So it is... Even in this core team, mm. it is a combined or a joint, a combined effort yeah, of, of the United States and Germany. What was the feedback from the participants on the first course? What did they like? What didn't they like? It was what what they didn't like. It was too short for them. That's that's, yeah, that's that was that's that's, a natural. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a natural a natural thing. Um, we had. A, a, a very broad acceptance, I, I, mm. I, I, I have to say, uh, and we did a, a, an anonymous uh, inquiry 
on and, and so we had a I think quite quite honest feedback on that so they were quite happy with what they they learned in here um, some had ideas get us some information before uh, early before we come here mm-hmm. but that that is is, is quite difficult and um, uh, one one thing was that it was a set set especially concerning the Southern Caucasus and Georgia that we have no Ru- Russian participants mm. or Russian lecturers coming mm. here to present the, um, the Russian perspective on it. Sure. We tried to do that, uh, but it is a little difficult. Yeah. Uh, but because we have Russian speakers uh, amongst our participants, they can dig deeper and go back to Russian documents right. and read it really uh, with, with, with first-hand information. And, and as you informants. mentioned, our, our library is just an amazing repository, yeah. one of the largest in Europe, actually, of uh, Russian documents and books that date back to uh, 1940 and, and even earlier in some regards. Yeah. So I imagine that's very helpful yeah. as well. Yeah, and the, the personnel down there is so helpful in, in for, for our participants yeah. in in finding out the actual documents in, in Russian. and mm-hmm. So that was, was very interesting to get mm-hmm. from them first-hand information. And that means that with this course... I'm very much dependent on the active participation mm-hmm. of the participants, which was no problem in 2013 at all. Yeah. They were very, very eager. They produced excellent uh, briefings, uh, and by that created good, uh, um, a solid basis for the next step to do yeah. the comparison. On so uh, I'm looking forward yeah. having this kind of participants again. Yeah. Uh, and this time again, we have a good mixture of people coming from the two regions. Mm-hmm. Regions, not only. Bosnia-Herzegovina and Georgia we are concentrating on, but also regions. Yeah. And we have some, some people coming from, from all over the world, yeah. uh, from Australia, from uh, South uh, Korea, yeah. uh, from the Bahamas. Um, so the course somehow got also a little uh, acceptance yeah. uh, globally, and I'm very, very happy about that. And those yeah. people are, of course, interested in international crisis management, and they want to learn from these two regions uh, to do maybe better in the future. And if I may, for those who aren't aware, this is a class that takes place at the Marshall Center. Uh, The students, or the participants rather, come to the Marshall Center, uh, and we have lodging for them. They they stay here for this this three weeks, uh, attend the courses. They're also part of a number of things. Uh, Colonel Hensler has uh, laid out the schedule before me. Uh, It's a full day's worth of events uh, that's taught in both English and Russian. Uh, We have active translators here who uh, help that process. So that that all takes place here. Uh, We do some outreach events, obviously, as well, but this particular is one of our resident courses, and that takes uh, place here at the Marshall Center. If I I didn't clarify that at the beginning, I wanted to make sure we did that now. Uh, So I I guess the the only question that really remains is, well, well, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, The Southern Caucasus and the Western Balkans, I think, are much more predominant, that those issues are much more predominant in our region in Europe, but maybe not to our United States audiences. Can you sort of sum up for those audiences or those who just may not know anything about them in, you know, in, in sort of 30 words or less or, or, or however you want to do that, kind of why those particular things – I know you – I think you've addressed them as frozen conflicts before perhaps, maybe not frozen, but however – but yeah. maybe just quickly if you could talk about each of those and why they're still important. Yeah. Uh, both regions, as I stated before, have a violent history. Mm. Uh, a lot of cruel things happened over there, and the different different ethnic groups were fighting against each, each other in a very, very brutal way. Mm. Um, this fighting was somehow stopped by international engagement in both, both areas, but in a very, very different way. Mm. Um, right now, both areas are struggling to 
to, to, to recover from these awful war times, uh, from this awful, awful experience Absolutely. which the population had in those days, and they need dramatically help from outside to build up their regions again. In both regions, the international community is helping, yeah. but differently. Mm-hmm. And um, for the American audience, I think it is it is very important because in both areas, of course, the United States played a major role, made within these organizations, especially in NATO, mm-hmm. or maybe as as uh, the United States itself, uh, and getting an idea what your capabilities, your limitations are when doing international crisis management. That is something that comes out here. And that's why we have also a big number of U.S. participants learning from these two regions. Again, not solving these two problem areas, but getting an idea what crisis management, international crisis management in a comprehensive manner means, how you incorporate the different actors Mm -hmm. into that and how to reach a commonly accepted end state. That is something uh, that that is is worthwhile f- for everybody who is yeah. who is engaged in international uh, crisis management, uh, and that's that's why it's it's interesting for for not only only the Europeans but sure. the United States for sure too, and as we can see for some people in the on the global perspective, yeah. uh, they are they are coming in here, and uh, looking at the at, at the two very different ways of international engagement mm-hmm. uh, is, is quite interesting. For example, NATO engaged militarily uh, very intensively on the Balkans, mm-hmm. stopping the fighting. In Georgia, that was impossible. Mm-hmm. There was some fighting going on. There was this awful uh, days of war in 2008 where Russian intervened into Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the Georgians expected some reaction from the West. But they had to learn that it is impossible for NATO, for the U.S., to have a direct confrontation with Russian troops. Otherwise, we would would risk an explosion in this area. Um, And so limiting your expectations to to reality is something which everybody who is doing crisis management has to learn Mm -hmm. and has to to take in in, in consideration. That are things in comparison. Is, is very, very, very good and intensive. So in the Balkans, it was necessary and it was possible. In the Balkans, it was maybe necessary too, but impossible on the political and the global political sure. arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we go to the OSCE and the support of the development of democratic st- structures and things like that, mm-hmm. of course, in the Balkans, the OSCE is, is very active. And it is easier for an organization like the OSCE to do something in Georgia as long as all the participating or the, the OSCE members agree. Mm-hmm. And if the Russians, and they are sitting in the OSCE, if they, they can can uh, um, have a tremendous influence on what this absolutely. organization is yeah, doing, absolutely. it's different with the EU. Mm. The EU is very active in the Balkans, and it is very active in Georgia. Mm. And they are independent from Russia, so they have uh, much more uh, tools, right. so to say, uh, to improve the development over there. And looking at these things was very, very interesting and was well taken by the, right. by the uh, participants. I guess the only question that really remains, uh, Colonel Hensler, is when this is over, what you want the participants to walk away with what? With insights, what crisis management means, mm-hmm. with, with insights, how far you should go with, for example, 
external intervention or how far you should accept the local uh, ownership or develop it or change it. They should know what reconciliation means. Mm -hmm. uh, and they should, of course, have a, a look into, uh, have an insight into what the uh, international law means in terms of self-determination yeah. versus territorial integrity, because that are really key questions for uh, international crisis management. Mm -hmm. And you have to assess that, to keep that in mind before you start planning it. Yeah. And that is something they should take uh, from here. And because the people from the different areas who in the old times were maybe even fighting against each other mm -hmm. meet on a neutral ground, say, get to know each other, maybe they even make friends, and that is something that happens quite often sure, yeah, at the Marshall Center. It's one of and the Marshall Center, I think, tenants here is that uh, definitely, the relationship, yes. those bondings, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they should go and, and, and know people, have been talked to people, mm -hmm. have this connection, and the alumni organization uh, promotes that very, very good, yeah. so that they can stay in touch. And on the regional side, maybe, because they know each other personally, are in a much better position to solve problems across right. the, the boundaries, across the frontiers. And that is something I, I really want them to, to take take her back home um, and maybe come back to the Marshall Center and uh, concentrate on other issues if we, uh, offer, we are offering such a big amount of different courses. So that's always a good idea to come back. Yeah. Thank you very much, Herr Kronz. It's been very informative. We've been talking with uh, Colonel Hayo Hensler. He is the course director for the Seminar on Regional Security. Uh, thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Conversations, the official podcast of the George C. Marshall European Center for Security Studies. The opinions and views expressed here are not necessarily those of the Marshall Center, the Department of Defense, the German Ministry of Defense, or any other entity affiliated with the Marshall Center. More from the Marshall Center is available on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media channels, and at www.marshallcenter.org. Thanks for listening.